following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. to you in gratitude for everything you've done. And this morning as we talk together as a church family, we want to just mine all of the goodness and all of the gold out of what you've done in this process. We thank you, Lord, that everything that the enemy means for evil, that you bring good to us. And so we just ask for that to come. We ask for your hope to be infused in Daryl and Judy and in us. And we just thank you for the testimony of your goodness and your faithfulness, even in the midst of the storm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tell me a little bit, um, since, since the accident, so we heard kind of the, the bullet points of you had this accident, um, and Daryl, you mentioned that there, there was a time when the doctors were saying, we really don't know for sure because of the extent of the injuries. Um, you know, We don't know for sure if she's gonna wake up, when she's gonna wake up, and what that'll look like when she wakes up. And so we're gonna sh- talk a little bit about what that journey looks like for f- hope and faith. Um, and now, since then, uh, in February, you had you had been home for about six or seven months, and um, you know, I I can see even since then there's there's a difference in how the Lord has continued to bring healing to your cognitive and being able to do things you didn't think you could do. Can you tell me a little bit about some of that? What are some of the things that have you've grown in since then, or some of the process that you've seen in that? Uh, one is that I can listen to a conversation or a long teaching, and I can have a takeaway. Hmm. Uh, there was a point where it, after listening for five minutes or ten minutes, it was just like, I can't handle any more process anymore. And so my brain is healed that way. That's awesome. And for many, many months, even till last February, I had no confidence in hearing God's voice. Mm. And I was just stubborn. Like, that's what I was before. Yeah. Like, I could have a conversation with God in the morning. And I did a thing called journaling. You know, I'd ask God a question. And with spending time with him, there's times where I was just given like sentences or paragraphs of what he was saying about my perplexity or, you know, what does he want to teach me about this scripture? Oh, this scripture standing out, what does it mean? And that started coming back probably March, April, May. And then I was starting to do prayer ministry and I have I had trouble of just following uh, people's 
you know, during your prayer session, they're talking about, and it's like, oh, I'm not capturing it. God, you got to come through and give me what to, what question that they're supposed to ask God. And he always came through then. And then I started leading prayer sessions, and I am just amazed at the goodness of God to that I don't even know what to do, but God (laughs) gives me what to pray with it, you know, pray them through, or what question to ask that discovers deep things that he knows I will never know the answer to, but Mm -hmm. he has been so good that way. And that goodness took so long for me (laughs) to discover, because there was not a lot of goodness happening in my family, Mm -hmm. uh, or family, in me. Yeah. And there was so many times like, oh, I'm seeing progress, I'm seeing progress, you know, like, um, you know, and then all of a sudden something devastated happen, happen. Yeah. Like disappointments or um, heart attack after brain surgery. Late September. Yeah. yeah. Or having COVID after having to have two heart surgeries to get stents put in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's just like devastation after devastation. Like, how can God be good as I'm digging out? Mm-hmm. How can he be good? Mm-hmm. And how can I continue with hope whenever it's just like, oh, no, what's next? Because mm-hmm. I started partnering with that. Oh, no, what's next? And finally, God said, let go of what next is. Yeah. You know I know, I know your journey, Judy, okay? You're still here, and I was so ready to go to heaven because I have had heart attacks before, and I just, I was like dying. It's like unzipping one garment and walking into eternity with a wholeness. It's so amazingly exciting. Mm. But, but here you are. Here I am. <laughs> and we're so glad. And I don't know what's going on and what my future holds, but he sure has a plan that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I talk too much. Oh, oh. No, you're good. <laughs> Daryl, did you have something? Just that even now, as we discovered that she could go back and, and lead a two to, two to three hours sozo session in, in March or April, she, with um, Christy Grainer and Dare to Believe, helped teach the eight-hour um, 10 hour sozo training for those who wanted to become sozo team members. Yeah. And she discovered that she could teach for about four hours, but it was a tremendous blessing to have somebody else take over after that. So that's one of the things that um, it still is in progress, yeah. um, by no means complete. The ability to attend a whole conference or to teach a whole conference yeah. is still in, uh, something in progress. Yeah. Or it may be a never. And I'm okay with letting go of so many things that I was doing ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not what your hope is in. And no. Yeah. I had, I, I had so many hopes that people had either planted in me prophetically before this accident. So I was partnering with prophetic words or it was like, oh, God's going to do this in my time with him. And... I made this great big list of declarations for God's hope or like building confidence in me because sometimes I felt like ill-equipped 
to fulfill mm. those hopes either then. And I've had to rewrite those. Because if I have hopes now that I had before, I know that they, the reality they may never come true. And so I'm very holding on to hope, my hopes, mm. so loosely. Now it's just like, okay, how do I get God's hope? Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is God is more hopeful about my future than I have to have hope in my own. Yeah, that's good. And so I've had to make my God's hope, as he gives them to me, what I can hope into, that's be it good. like complete healing in my brain yeah. or healing for my body. There's still things I am facing that are just making me feel hopeless mm-hmm. about. And I'm going to just keep talking. Um, we're going to India next month for a month uh, for family time. We're going to see two of our kids who are seriously either getting married or close to marriage, and we built friendships there. And that gives me hope and joy. But in that journey, I'm struggling with huge diabetes problems, and I keep adjustments and making adjustments, mm-hmm. and nothing's happening, and I've gone for prayer, and it hasn't happened, and yet I have to face going to rice-friendly India food. <laughs> Lots of breads. Okay, I'm having hope. What's my blood sugar gonna look like? Oh, it's hope. And and I'm still wondering. Okay, God, you've got hope that I can't even understand. Or what do I do? You've got it. My eyes are in you because I don't know what to do. But you're doing something. Yeah. Whatever that delay is, or what I. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I love, I love what you just said, Judy, that um, God's hope for my future is, is bigger than my hope for my future, so I have to take on his yeah. hope for me. And uh, even that you're being willing to go back to him and say, okay, what, what hopes do you want to put back on my plate right now? Um, because we do need his supernatural hope for these moments. And one of the things that um, I want us to just hear one of, you know, for those of you that didn't know Judy before the accident, there was a lot of different things. When, when we talk about, you know, her being able to teach at an eight-hour seminar, well, that was, that was a piece of cake for Judy before. And so part of what she's sharing is um, it's the testimony of the Lord restoring some of what was lost, but there's still that sense of loss there a little bit. There's still that sense of, not having everything back that that she had before the accident. And part of this is the process of continuing to have hope in the Lord. And what I'm hearing in her story is not just, I have hope for these things, it has to look like this, but just, I have hope in the Lord, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like when after a brain injury and all the surgery with that, then she has heart attacks. And she goes, well, okay, maybe I'm going home. You know, there's that hope in the Lord. And then she doesn't, and here she is with us. And there's that hope in, in what he's doing. And I love that his hope is, is bigger than ours, his hope for, for what he's doing in our lives. So through some of that loss, so some of those things are being restored, but there's those seasons where you felt that 
loss, what, what kinds of things are the enemies to your hope in that process beyond just the circumstances? What are the things? Let's actually, Daryl, I'd love to hear from you. Um, initially, when the accident happened, uh, you weren't able to go in and be with Judy, which was very hard for you and for all of us. Um, and, and you're kind of waiting on these reports from the doctor, and you, you know, you're being told, we really don't know what this looks like. And I remember um, just watching you get a hold of hope in that process and watching you come and go, well, I don't know, but I just want, I remember you saying, whatever it is, I just want to serve my wife really well in this process and, and pressing into the Lord for that. Help me, help me serve her in whatever that looks like and whatever the season is. And, um, and I remember when the Lord gave you certain promises, you coming and sharing that with us and going, I'm, I know that the Lord gave me this promise. Tell me a little bit about holding on to hope in that process before she's waking up or as she's waking up and, and things are still, um, you're not sure what that's going to look like. How was that for you? Well, it's been pretty easy so far for me. Uh, uh, yeah, I think fear was the biggest thing for me. Um, the, the fears that would attack, like, is she ever going to wake up? And, and then, oh, she's waking up. Is she going to be able to come home or go to a transitional facility where, she, once again, she, I wouldn't be able to visit her? And she was able to come home. Oh, she's coming home. Um, in what shape is she coming home? Is she going? To, do I need to follow her to every restroom visit, every shower visit? If she goes out on the deck, will she? Do I have to be there at all times? Uh, will I be spoon feeding her? I just wasn't sure because I couldn't see anything, and so. Um, what I discovered is is the amazing journaling that I do in the morning, and God just kept speaking to me that the first one was the very first morning so the accident happened on Thursday and Friday morning I heard she's worshiping me in the throne room and I just pictured the way she worshiped here mm -hmm. and that's something she's never heard and maybe in heaven um, it'll be revealed but I, I clung to that the next day was um, Sunday and as soon as I woke up um, into my head came the thought, when is D-Day? And, and shortening it, it was just the fact that, wow, this was one day away from D-Day, June 6th in 1944, when the forces of good landed and started taking back the ground that the enemy had no right to be on. And from that day forward, I started claiming that this ground that the enemy had no authority to be on, that it, it needed to move off. Um, and what I discovered was, I certainly we belong to a church that believes in instantaneous healing and a church network that does, and, we, and we've seen it, but this was a process that was going to take place slowly, 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 and still is 16 months later, and to see God work and to give him the glory in a process and not just in the instantaneous healings that, that, we want, that I wanted. Um, it was still great to see God giving me declarations, Daryl, it's who you are in the storm that counts. Daryl, the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil, he, I am going to turn to good. Yeah. Daryl, the only power Satan has over you is the power you give him when you fail to trust me. And just over and over again in my quiet time. So the first thing that got me hope was my own relationship and his ability to speak to me, even when she couldn't hear anything for 20-some days. I was hearing stuff all the time. And that was a little different as I tried to share these things. It meant nothing to her and powerful to me. I'd be singing songs in here and weeping in church or at home 
And when I play them with in front of Judy, it meant nothing to her and powerful to me. So it just made me realize that, that we were in different, for a while, different atmospheres. And, and God came to me in many different ways. And then putting everything on the carrying bridge, suddenly I didn't have to text five, six, seven different groups of people. And after I see now there's been about 30,000 entries there that this group of people could pray and we could pray step by step in this process, pray that she wakes up, pray that she can come home, pray that she comes home in a way that I can serve her the way she needs and just on and on and on. That's a small set of the number of prayer requests that were there. But to have people partner with you in a process, if that's the way God wants to go, was super powerful and a blessing to me. It was healing for me to type and then see the comments afterwards. And that's awesome. And so part of it, too, was um, you carrying hope when she was having trouble connecting to hope, um, which if you know Daryl and Judy, um, probably that optimism shift to Daryl is a little bit different than, than it was before, before the accident. That's exactly right. That's one thing I forgot to mention was before she was, uh, the glass was half full, and for me the glass was half empty, and suddenly we had to switch it around, and, and it was like, oh, I don't know if I like this part. I'm more used to being pessimistic than optimistic. Uh, and yet I had a new role to play, and um, it's one I think I need to continue in, and um, God is able to shift me into yeah. a, a different gear. Give you a voice of hope, yeah. So one of the things that you both have mentioned is um, declarations, that the Lord giving you things. Tell me a little bit about how declarations have played a role in, in staying connected to hope even when you don't feel it, even when you're not feeling like, oh, I'm so incredibly hopeful right now. Um, how, how have declarations helped you with that? What does that look like for you? For me, I erased a lot of my previous declarations. It's just speaking what, what God's heart was over this, my life at that time, or things that had been prophetic, or things like I was building, me being able to hear the Holy Spirit better, or turning like some things I detested, like I don't like cleaning and I don't like cooking. So I would say, oh, God is cleaning the atmosphere of my house whenever I'm cleaning. And he's giving spiritual nourishment as I'm cooking. So let this happen, Jesus. And so those were ones to counteract my feelings. But then I started have to address the words that I was really having a hard time with. And one of them was discouragement because as soon as I would make some progress, and so he gave me this verse, and he said, speak it to yourself. I say to my soul, don't be discouraged, don't be disturbed, for I know my God will break through for me. Yeah. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise him all over again. Yes, living before his face is my saving grace. Yeah. And that's Psalm 42, and so I made it probably... Oh, I have 14 different declarations on that, speaking the, the truth of the gospel over me, even though I didn't know or feel that truth yet. So I was actually speaking to myself to start believing what he had said yeah. and asking the Holy Spirit to minister deep in my spirit. And there's times 
I wanted to know where God was at. I fully believed in all this time of healing that he was doing something. I wanted to know what he was up to, and I got no answers. And that was devastating. Where were you, God? Mm. And even last night as I'm getting ready for bed, he said, remember Jesus called out and said, my God, my God, why have you, I have, why have you forsaken me? And I felt so forsaken in my season. Mm. And then Jesus had a really quick outcome. <laughs> and for me, it has been a step-by-step growth. And all of a sudden, I realized, oh, I got freedom for that. Yeah. And sometimes it was in your your face like Judy, you were really doing a good job of living in self-pity and bitterness <laughs> because your mom lived it really well to her dying day. And I spent so much time with my mom and before her dying and seeing that and it's just like I broke agreement with that and then started making a declaration that was opposite And the other pieces, people said, well, just focus on the joy of the Lord. It's your strength. And it's like, I was feeling no joy. Mm. And finally, God said, start claiming my joy over you. Even Mm. though you're not feeling joy for me, I'm focusing on my joy because you're still here for a purpose. My joy. Okay, he's got joy over me. And that's growing in me. Do I have complete? And I've actually had moments of laughter, joy, and I don't even know why it's there, what's coming from, but I've experienced it in moments now, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I talk too much again. No, you're great. <laughs> I've mentioned many declarations already, but the one that was years before this was the think hope, speak hope phrase that you even put into a book and stuff. And, and a few days ago, you remembered that phrase and, and, and the fact that we have books little journal books like that, to think hope, speak hope, and that was powerful to to have those remembrances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, um, that's a good, that's a good segue um, into, I just really want to release the power of the testimony. Yes, the power of the testimony for this progressive healing that the Lord's been doing. Um, It's hard sometimes because when, when, I look at Judy and I see how much the Lord has done and what he's brought her from um, when we wondered, what is this going to look like for her? Um, you know, I remember the first time sh- she was back at church or one of the first times and we were talking and she's wrestling with this, you know, where is God in this? And I'm still, I still am not back to 100% on this. And I'm just overflowing with joy because she's just here. And poor Judy, I'm going, I'm just happy you're here. But also, I want to stand in hope with her for the fullness of what God wants to bring. And I want to rejoice in the testimony of everything that God's brought. But also, I want to release the power of that testimony for each of us in our own storm, for each of us in our own areas that we're walking through. And one of the things that I think is such a key to that is those declarations of hope. What do you want me, Lord, to be speaking over and, and really anchoring myself to? What are the truths you want me to be anchoring myself to? And one of the things that, um, that they brought for us today was uh, little, little notebooks, little journals 
that um, that she had, and you know, to some degree, this is. Um, she was telling the story of where these came from. It was for for something else that she was supposed to be presenting to another group. She was supposed to be presenting to, and through all these different processes, it wound up that she couldn't. So it's kind of been this sense of, Lord, where what happened here? Why is this not? You know, why did this not happen? But I felt like you know what she shared uh, about that. Why don't you just share the impression that you felt yesterday when you texted? Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night a couple of days ago, and he said, get these out. There's a couple hundred in my closet I haven't done it with. with I had great hopes of, you know, releasing those. And, mm-hmm. and he said, give them away for free on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, on the front cover, besides Think Hope, Speak Hope, is an amazing Bible verse that happens to be the overriding verse all month, uh, Romans 15, 13. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I think, a God thing that he yeah. knew they could be given out today, yeah. uh, however we do it at the end. Yeah. So one of the things I believe that the Lord wants to restore is hope. And um, we're just even believing that we're going to close in prayer here and then g- just want you to go ahead as after we close. Um, do you have the basket in here? We weren't sure how you wanted to do it. Okay, where, where are they right now? George. Okay, good. So, so we're... Oh, one by each door. Okay, perfect. As you go, um, they just want to make a gift. If you're, if you're a teenager and older, um, to take one of these little journals and to begin asking the Lord to give you declarations that he wants to give you, declarations of hope over situations, over your future, what does he want you to anchor to right now? And I just believe that there's an anointing on restoring hope yeah. in this season. And, um, and I believe even ha- you, Judy, and Daryl, releasing that to us as a body is like a seed sown that's going to harvest hope in, yeah. in your lives as well uh, in this process. I cannot believe that we're already out of time. But, um, but I just want to, can you guys pray... A, pray of, a prayer of releasing hope over us, and then I just want to pray a, a blessing of hope over you too. I'll do it first, and then you clean up. Okay. <laughs> so let's just receive. Uh, God, you make it clear that your ways are higher than our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so while we may have a game plan, a desire for instantaneous healing we praise you when it happens you also have times when there are things to learn through a process and we just declare that you are sovereign in both cases at both times and we just bless everyone here with the trials and tribulations that they are currently going through with the knowledge and the comfort that you are in control you are sovereign and that the only power satan has over us is the power we give him when we fail to trust you Lord, bless us and help us to trust you, allowing joy and peace to come into our lives, which provides the opportunity for joy, for hope to overflow. Thank you. Lord, we thank you that some people around us are even stronger than our, we ourselves. And so we thank you that you can use other people to instill hope in us. Or we can grab on and hang to onto it and be kind of riding in the boat just by hanging on to a rope. 
and in the waters of your Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you can instill hope through other people, but more importantly, through your word. And uh, I'm actually getting joy at giving these books away. (laughs) So thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that you, even there's some people that are in a hopeless situation, that they have permission to share God's hope and the concept of that so that they can start writing their declarations in their book. And we even speak to this group here. Receive the declarations of Almighty God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that will administrate their whole life, that uh, Jesus will be the coach, the life, almost like the life coach, and Holy Spirit will be the counselor and teacher on how to walk this out and find peace, even in the midst of the storm. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Let's just stretch your hands toward Daryl and Judy. We just continue to ask God that you would give them a fresh infusion of hope. We continue to believe for a full restoration and beyond of everything that feels like loss, that it would be returned to them a hundredfold, that it would be returned to them as gain. We thank you, Lord, uh, just that you would help us to be a body that surrounds one another with hope. So we surround Daryl and Judy with hope right now in who God is and in what you're going to do in their lives. Lord, we just pray for a fresh infilling. We pray for uh, a a deeper uh, or a reconnection of every area of the brain that needs to be connected to feel the fullness of joy, to be fully connected to all that you want Judy to be connected to. We thank you, Lord, for uh, your working in their lives. We thank you, Lord, for what riches they're sowing into us as a body. And we just pray that it would be harvested for them in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.